0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the seventh of November, twenty twenty-three. Flyers Daily presented as always by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. What we're hoping tonight, when the Flyers face off against the San Jose Sharks at ten thirty, is that we get well lots of goals. San Jose given up twenty in their last two games, and lots of assists. So that way we can make lots of donations of food with the Penn Medicine Assist. Flyers teaming up with Penn Medicine. And for every Flyers assist this season, Penn Medicine and the Flyers will be donating 30 pounds of food to local communities in need. So 10 goals tonight. If you can get a primary and secondary and all those, boy, that's a lot of food. About 100 pounds of food. So we're hoping that that indeed happens. I think it's actually more than 100 pounds of food. I'm not very good at math. I digress. Uh, Flyers tonight in San Jose to take on a winless Sharks team. A sharks team that's played eleven games. They have a record. Boy, it's tough to. It's always tough to have a ten game losing skid, but it's really tough to open the season with a ten game skid. In this case, o ten and one. They've got one point in the eleven games. They are minus forty three already in goal differential. Minus forty three. That's almost too unbelievable to even fathom that they could be minus 43 11 games into the season but that's the case they have been uh, held to one goal or less nine times in their 11 games they lost 4-1 on opening night to Vegas they lost 2-1 to Colorado in the shootout that's where they got their lone point of the season but since then Nine straight losses in regulation, 6-3 to Carolina, 3-1 to Boston, 5-1 to Nashville, 3-1 to Florida, 6 nothing against Tampa, Carolina 3 nothing They've been shut out twice, 3-1 to Washington, 10-1 to Vancouver last Thursday, and on Saturday, 10-2 against Pittsburgh. You heard that right. They have back-to-back games where they gave up double-digit goals. And as a a longtime hockey person, I hate the spot for the Flyers because this team, just like any other team, needs to win a game and will win a game, and it'll be catastrophic for the team that eventually loses to the San Jose Sharks. It'll be just another game, but... It's just one of those mind things. So the Flyers need to go into San Jose tonight after coming off a game against L.A. where they were shut out themselves at home, where Cam York sat the entirety of the third period. And they need to control what they can control, and that's going out and being the better team and executing to a higher degree, capitalizing on their chances to a higher degree, get better goaltending, and all the things that come with it. For the most part this season, the Flyers have played pretty darn good hockey. The results aren't always there. And when you're a team that doesn't have a ton of you know, high-end superstar talent, that's going to happen. You can play pretty well. You can play good and lose games. That's why you need the some of those high-end pieces because even when you don't play well, when you have some high-end pieces— you can find ways to win games because one guy can do it. This is a team sport, but sometimes in hockey, one guy can do it, one or two. So that's just not where the Flyers are right now. But when you look at, you know, there's a couple, like, anomaly stats. We just talked about the minus 43 and goal differential. When you look at, uh, in the NHL right now, uh, goals for games played, the highest scoring teams in the league. The Vancouver Canucks are at the top of the NHL at 4.36 goals a game. We just saw the Kings. They put hung five on the Flyers. They're scoring 4.27 goals per game. The Canucks are where they are this year at 8-2-1 with 4.36 goals per game and only allowing two goals per game. So that, that's that's a very good number for you know the, a team like the Vancouver Canucks. They give up the second fewest amount of goals per game and they score the most amount of goals. Per game so far. That's a great recipe, obviously. When you look at goals for for games played, the San Jose Sharks, 32nd in the NHL, they're averaging 1.09 goals per game. The the second worst team in the league, the Washington Capitals, are averaging 1.9 goals per game. The Flyers, for example, are 19th in the NHL. So just, just below... The middle of the pack. Flyers are averaging 3.08 goals per game. Now, when it comes to goals allowed per games played, you don't want to be the team that's scoring the least amount of goals, and you don't want to be the team that's giving up the most amount of goals. But in this situation, San Jose is the answer to both of those. San Jose is giving up 4.91 goals per game. Almost five goals per game, 11 games into the season. The second-worst team, Minnesota, 4.18. Edmonton's up there third most in the league, 4.10. Some of these in the top 10 of giving up the most goals allowed per game are shocks. Like I see Carolina's fifth in the NHL at 3.5 goals per game. By the time we get to the end, small sample size, that won't be there. I'm willing to bet it that they won't be a team that's even in the top 15 when it comes to highest goals allowed per game is played. That's just small sample size. They're not off to a great start. Tampa Bay, 12th. They don't have Vasilevsky. Okay, whatever. But San Jose gives up the most goals per game at 4.91 and scores the least amount of goals. That's why they're 0-2-1. Now, the anomaly here, for the life of me, I can't figure this out. But when I look at power play percentage for the San Jose Sharks, top team in the league, New Jersey Devils, 42.9%. Absurd. Just an absurd number. And it's a small sample size. So it's that high because of that. Rangers, number two. Tampa Bay's up there. Vancouver. You know, some of the teams we've talked about, Flyers, power play, not very good. Power play's 30th in the NHL, 9.8%. But when you look at the power play of the San Jose Sharks, again, a team that scores just a tick over one goal a game, they actually have the 19th ranked power play in the NHL. At 18.2%. Now, they obviously are not getting to the power play very often, but still, 18.2%. Not that I'm going to say I'm afraid of the San Jose Shark power play. I'm not willing to go there. Um, When you look at the statistical leaders for San Jose, and this is really hard, you know, this team can't put the puck in the net, this team can't keep the puck out of their net. Tomas Hurdle has played in all 11 games. He leads the way with seven points, he's got a goal and six assists. Um, Zetterland's got four points, three goals, and an assist. I mean, this is a hockey team extremely devoid of talent right now. It's a shame. It it really is. I I don't like to see NHL teams in this condition. I really don't. It's not enjoyable. And I don't think they're tanking. I think they're rebuilding and, you know, everything that comes with it. Mackenzie Blackwood – has played eight games for him in that, oh6 and one four seven eight goals against average and an eight seventy nine save percentage. There was a time, by the way, and I'm not blaming this on Mackenzie Blackwood the way those numbers that he has this year. The team in front of him stinks out loud. They suck. But there were, I, I remember having an argument on a podcast that I guested on one time when we were highlighting the goaltenders of the Metropolitan Division. This is about three years ago, I guess. You know, it was Mackenzie Blackwood, Carter Hart. Um, Igor Shosturkin, Ilya Sorokin. I remember looking at Carolina and Freddie Anderson and just looking at the goaltenders all through this league. And a guy that I was on with was trying to convince me that the best goaltender of all the goaltenders in the Metropolitan Division, we had Tristan Jari, that that the best goaltender in the division was Mackenzie Blackwood. (laughs) I wasn't buying it then, and I ain't buying it now. Um, he look, he's had a tough year and the team around him is horrible. And this team's going to drag even the greatest of goaltender stats right down with it. That's going to happen. Um, I feel bad for him because it's a horrible situation when a team is this just brutal in front of you. And I can't imagine what it's like being a goaltender on this team that gave up double digits, 10 goals, two games in a row. I, that's, that's an untenable situation for the goaltending. Because, you, I mean, you just can't leave a guy in for that many. And it happened two games in a row, so both guys got pieces of it. Boy, it's a really, really tough, tough situation. Now, as far as the Flyers go for this game tonight, big game for them. Obviously, you want to start off the road trip good. It's an important trip. They went out on Sunday. They got out a day early. They have two days between the game coming up tonight against San Jose and the second game of the trip, which is Anaheim on Friday at 10 o'clock, and then Saturday it'll be a back-to-back with the Los Angeles Kings. They'll come back home, uh, have a day or a half or two days here, and then fly to Carolina to wrap up the four-game trip. But this is an important stretch for the Flyers and an important road trip, and one that could be right at the right time. You know, a trip like this can bring a group together because they're together for all the time for meals, for travel, for everything. So this is, you know, boys can got maybe play a round of golf with having that two days between the game tonight and the game Friday. So uh, this could be a very opportune time for this road trip for the Philadelphia Flyers. So it's Flyers and Sharks tonight at the tank, 10.30, Flyers after dark, back at it once again. And you guys know my feeling on puck drops in San Jose should never happen when there's a team on the East Coast playing. But I digress. Maybe the time change, the fact that we move the clocks back for daylight savings, maybe that mitigates it a little bit in some way, shape, or form. But what I want to get to now, and we're going to hit these in today's episode and maybe a few of them in tomorrow's episode as well, because we don't have time to get to all of them. But I put out a tweet. We're 11 games into the season. Teams going out on what what I've turned a pretty important road trip because— you know, as the as the Flyers sit right now in the standings, they've played eleven games. Uh, they have a record, or twelve games, excuse me. They have a record of five, six, and one. They have eleven points. They're four, five, and one in their last ten. They're minus two in goal differential. Uh, at home this season, they're three, four, and zero. Oh, and on the road this season, they're two, two, and one. They're sitting right now in the sixth spot of the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference. A point up on Columbus. Columbus has played one last game. Uh, three points up on the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins have played two less games. So 11 points right now, and they're tied with the Cavs. So this is an important stretch for this team. So the Flyers right now, good little opportunity, as they head out on this West Coast trip, um, to have a little bit of assessment and what we've seen so far. You know, we're 12 games in. That's, you know, basically an eighth of the season. So I put out a tweet, and I said, uh, temperature check. For tomorrow's Flyers Daily, the one you're listening to now, I said, I want to feature responses to this question. And here's the question. After the Flyers' first 12 games and a record of 5-6-1, and one, the Flyers, blank. And I said, fill in that blank, please. So let's go to some people who have decided to fill in said blank. So after a record of 5-6-1, and one, Dan Knightley says the Flyers are fun again. And gun to my head, I would not have guessed their record. I don't know what I thought the record was going to be, Danny. I I was trying not to put any numbers on anything because I there were so many question marks coming into the season. And frankly, as we sit here a dozen games in, there still are. There's still some pretty darn big question marks. You know, is Sean Couturier going to come back soon and remain in? What's going on with Rasmus Ristelainen? When he does come in, if he does... What is he? Carter Hart. I mean, we've got a lot of questions. So there's still a lot to be said. Uh, Darian Thatcher said the Flyers are fun. Real simple response, not bad. Um, Anthony DeGrazio and tweets in a lot. He said the Flyers, after 12 games and a record of five, six, and one, are refreshing, maybe. He said, I enjoy turning on the game and watching their effort. For too many years, the fan base has dreaded watching games as if it was a chore. This team's not a chore to watch. It's a rebuild, and they have off nights, but the effort is typically there. I agree with that. They're not going to be perfect. If you're looking for a team that's going to be polished and most nights, it's just not going to be this team. Not at this time. Uh, Anthony went on to say, I guess it also helps when the front office is honest and open with its fan base it's been the complete of that for the opposite of that for the past five years at the minimum. So, you know, I, I do think that that's important, too. I agree with Anthony. You know, we are all on the same page. There is no mixed messaging here. Um, Flyers fan 83 says the Flyers, after 12 games in five, six, and 5-6-1, and are making progress and still learning to win. I would agree with that, too. I think they have made progress. If you watch the games, you look at underlying numbers, you look at basic public numbers. The team has, has definitely moved forward in some areas. There's still a lot of work to be done though, in a lot of other areas, you know, situational hockey, defending is in the D zone, particular with the D there's going to be some, some rough challenges there. Um, so they're going to have to figure that out and, that, when you're figuring that out, and if you figure that out, that's, I don't know if that's learning to win, but the byproduct of figuring that out is winning. Uh, Six-pack season says the Flyers, after 12 games and 5, 6, and 1, are finally doing things right again. Yeah, I mean, they're not 10 and 2, or, you know, like they threw a dozen games last year. 7, 3, and 2. They're not that. The record's not as good. But... It does look better. It is progress, even though the record is not as good as it was last year. That was smoking mirrors last year. Let's be honest. That was just insane. You know, standing on your head goaltending from Carter Hart that led them to that. That's that was not sustainable. Uh, Flyers Coy says the Flyers appear to be appear to be the same old story as they are sliding seriously backwards. After a somewhat promising start. Yeah, over the last chunk of games, they, you know, obviously have not been winning games like they did, you know, right out of the gate to begin the season. Um, You look at, look, you look at some of the opponents, you know, you stood in there against Vegas on the road. Vegas is still unbeaten at the time, off to just a tremendous start. If you find a way to lose that game leading going into the third period, then, you know, That comes off the 5-4 overtime loss against Dallas. You get a point out of that when you overcome two two two-goal deficits. Then you come home, you take on Minnesota, you take care of business in that game. Good game, 6-2, they get the win. Uh, Fully earned. The Anaheim game, you know, I didn't like the Anaheim game at the time. First of all, you give up a seven spot, it's too much. Um, And there were elements of that game that I didn't like. Anaheim might be better than we thought, though. (laughs) Anaheim's off to a pretty... Darn good start. Shocking people. They've played 11 games. They're 7-4. and four. Plus 5 in goal differential. They've won 6 straight. Anaheim might be a little better than we thought. Maybe maybe that's a team looking to take a step. But still, t- to uh, the tweeter's point, 7 goals is too many. Uh, Carolina at home. They lose that game 3-2. to two. Go into the third period, tied to 2. They poured everything in that game. I mean, they... He's got so many great chances against Freddie Anderson in the third period. He made saves. Give him credit. A good game, though. Flyers play Buffalo. They lose 5-2. They, I thought they dominated Buffalo in the game. They got a, just a, a garbage result. I almost said a different word. And then they go to Buffalo. They get a 5-1 win. Then they had the game on Saturday against the Los Angeles Kings, and they lose 5-0. Three games in four days. The opponents in your building waiting for you while you're on the road. Not ideal. But you can't make excuses either. So, Flyers Coy, I think part of your tweet is correct. They are sliding backwards from a result standpoint right now. Um, But it is definitely not the same old story. Don't fall into this trap of same old story. This is not the same old story. That is a tired, dumb, lazy narrative, Flyers Coy. This is not the same old story. This team has never never in my 51 years on this planet uttered the word rebuild and meant it never so it ain't the same old story so don't go for the low-hanging fruit you know and the tired narratives flyers koi. you're better than that all right let's take a time out there we're getting a little too fired up here flyer sharks tonight we'll get to a bunch more of these coming up in tomorrow's episode flyer sharks tonight we'll break it down tomorrow on what I would like to call a brand new Flyers Daily.